So if you're going, are you taking your TT bike? I don't know yet. You don't know? No, it depends on how well uh, the road race goes and if there's need to. Do you think I should take mine for to hold that ninth place? Who's <laughs> who's who are you battling for tenth? I haven't looked at the uh, the who's registered yet. Okay. Tenth, there there was no one. I thought you said there was only nine. Oh, registered. then you're good to go. You don't I'm, need to worry I'm about it. I'm battling the officials <laughs> to not be cut. The moto ref right. chasing you down. Right. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it depends on who shows up. I, I probably will not bring one. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking not. I was actually so my bikes, my new bikes built up. Oh, I, I did not take it this weekend because um, I'm like, hey, I built it. I don't. This, I want to ride it a little bit more. I don't want to just like take it, go out to Santa Cruz, and like, you know, try to turn le- a right, and I keep going straight because the headset <laughs> just came off part or something. Welcome to another edition of the Between Two Wheels podcast. This is Tyler Yonke, joined again with Chris Flower. How are you doing, Chris? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Uh, well, I've been a little under the weather, and uh, we've been had a little hiatus from the podcast, so welcome back for all of us. Um, ill. I, I, I can't get over it. I don't know what the deal is. It's, it seems to just lagging on and on. Been, you know, a month or two months, seems like something's always going on. I don't know what's going on. It's kind of like an extended winter almost, so it's it's kind of not that unexpected, I suppose. I guess, and it's it, <laughs> you know kind of get over it, and then I'm back to training, and then it just keeps setting me back. So, which we're going to talk about Chico, um, which I'm doing on little <laughs> little to no fitness <laughs> and training. So that should be a highlight of my season so far. Are you doing Chico? I haven't decided yet. Registration closes tonight, so I've got okay. um, I don't know. 11 and a half hours to, so to make a decision. I'll try to post this uh, podcast out as soon as we can today. Um, it's 327, 2019. It's a Wednesday. Today's a Wednesday? It is. <laughs> Wednesday. So you said Reg closes tonight. It, the race starts on Friday, the 29th to the 31st. And I, I, you registered already? I did. So I have not. Oh, you have not? No. Well, that could be. And we'll talk about some of these fields. It looks like the, the participation is kind of taking a nosedive. And I know that's due to conflicts with San Dimas and a few other races, but I don't know. You don't know. Okay. Well, why don't we back up a little bit? Look, there's been so much racing that's happened over the last, since we've had our last podcast. Uh, I don't think we can go through all of it, no. but we can definitely jump in and hit some highlights of some things that have happened. Um, and maybe we start from the last weekend and kind of work our way back do just a few little quick things and then we can jump right into this whole chico stage race permitted presented by Emain cycling so perfect we'll do the whole review yeah. okay this weekend you did a race in davis right i did yeah the um it, it's part of the collegiate circuit or collegiate series they have there it's called the flatland series they do a, a criterium and in a circuit race and team time trial on Saturday and Sunday, the Criterium, which is pretty cool, Where's I went it to. At? It's it, the Criterium is actually on campus and it goes around the quads. Oh wow! Okay. So having gone is to school nice? there and, and seen the area, it, it always seemed like it'd be a cool crit course. And yeah, it I, you can't race it because those are collegiate only. Oh. Um. So we ended up having the opportunity to do the the USAC Masters Circuit Race on Sunday. Which is like a it's a four mile loop on the west side of the campus goes around the the airport on some kind of sometimes good sometimes bad roads uh, a lot of twisty turning sections and it ended up actually being a, a pretty good field I think there were close to thirty guys in the thirty five plus race um, I think they opened it up to thirty five plus one two three four um, 
20 miles, give or take. So about an hour of racing. Um, not a lot of big team numbers per se. So it ended up being really difficult from a racing perspective to try and get a break going. A, a bunch of us tried at various times throughout the race to, to get something up the road and it just, um, never really happened. Came down to a field sprint and Josh Wood won. Um, Jake Hensley was out there from Audi. He got second and Dave Grunman from Pete's got third. Um, and then Ryan Chepernick looks like he came in fourth place, which is good to see. And he told you he thought he was like 11th. Yeah. He didn't seem to know. Uh, does he need glasses? <laughs> he might see it. was a hard or they, sprint. Or, or so he's seen double off the front. Uh, I think he was in the red seen double. So maybe he counted a bunch of guys or. So I, I'm interested to hear the mm-hmm. uh, how the the last bit came because uh, we've had Josh Wood in on our races and I, I know like he did Davis crit last year yeah. smoked that field for the final sprint I think over Grunman um, and but yet he hasn't really shown that pop this season I, and I don't know if it's he he's got a different type of sprint like I know he it just explodes right. but the ones we've had are been more like you know John Novikov has really been doing well because they're drag races from like 400. So this was more of a, a drag racey s- finish. So like um, a kilometer out from the finish uh, leads you into kind of a, a sweeping right-hand turn. And then that leads you into uh, a right-left chicane. You come out of the chicane, you probably have about 350 meters-ish to the finish. So it's, it, the, the finish is kind of like Calagi. We even had a little bit of a headwind coming in, a little um, left-right headwind. And I ended up on the last lap started to get like a, a slow leak on my front tire. And so I just kind of went to the front and pushed the pace a little bit, hoping that guys would come around me going to the final corner. And that would give me the opportunity just kind of to sit out of the action. Cause I didn't want to take the corner chicane with much speed without much traction on my front tire. That's probably not, that's probably smart. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I ended up not really seeing the sprint, but it just looked like everybody came out of the chicane in a big group and Josh probably just timed it well to, to do his usual short sprint and, and take the win. Yeah, well, good for him. I mean, you know, just kind of, it's an interesting time. You know, I, when I saw him doing some sprinting last year, I'm like, Oh, you know, he, Benedict was another one with Mike's bikes last year. Yeah. Just like, uh, we're never going to win another sprint, <laughs> but you know, things are different. And when you have teammates <clears throat> and you line up different and you know, all, you, everyone's learning. So, right. um, good, good to see him get some results. And, and that's a nice little field. Do you have of, of some? Yeah, it's, it's a good field. Um, fun course. If it happens again next year on a, on a weekend where it's not double up with something else that you want to do, definitely worth checking out. All right. So well, good, I, good finish for you and John. Right, right. So I, uh, I went and did, uh, we did Auburn last week and Winchester and Winchester was brutal for me. I I got like sick, uh, chest cold coming on. I I just could not breathe that day. I'm throwing out these excuses, but even if I was really fit, I would have only held on a little bit longer like you. Another half lap. Right. Cause I got blown out, (laughs) blown out on the, on the first time up the the climb. I mean, it wasn't even close. I was already having trouble and I was like, yeesh, um, did finish it. And then the next day I felt much better, even though I was still kind of sucky at, uh, Winchester at Auburn, which I just love that course. And um, Jonathan Baker wins that over with Scott. We were talking about the 35s with Scott Cox, uh, Ryan Chepernick, our teammate in third. And they did a really good job. Uh, then a similar type of race to that Santa Cruz classic. So I went down there and saw that and did that um, this weekend. And to and maybe I'll just break this down. real quick. So that race has been going on since the 70s <coughs> or like 1970. They said hmm. 50th annual or something. Oh, wow. Like that. Really? Math doesn't quite add up. Uh, so I don't know if they crammed it in a few years. Uh, they were saying that at the start line, but I'm like, 
I was born in 71. I'm 47, but I'll be 48 race age. They're adding some years there. Maybe they held like a district championship as well, and they're counting it twice. I, I, I don't, don't know. know. Maybe, you know, that Santa Cruz, you never, maybe you're a little uh, high or something, and you're Could losing be. track of time. Either way, it's <clears throat> uh, then when I was in high school, a teacher took a few of us out there to see that. And I saw Scott McKinley win with Team 711, uh, 88, 89, somewhere in there. Uh, and, and what was interesting is, you know, 711 brings a big team. I, we were hanging around at the time, and I remember this this lady had this new carbon bike. And we started talking to her, and it was Thurlow. I don't know if you know who Thurlow Rogers is, but he's a you know great American cyclist as well. He was out there racing. It was his wife. She was super nice to us, you know, these high school kids uh, talking to us about the race. So we got to meet him afterwards. And anyway, that was great. I went and did the race. 97 or so once again great big fields pros um i think i got 20th or so and then um i got there this time and the fields are a little smaller but it's an amazing course i don't know if you guys have ever done it it's kind of a weird oblong or almost a diamond shape same course even all the way back then okay yeah well i don't know about the down section but that start finish uphill so the first corner is like a a right-hander it's a little more than a 90 and I had trouble figuring that out all day. I finally think I got it. Hmm. Uh, but if you get gapped and people just don't quite have it, you're sprinting out of that and it's downhill and you're gapped. And by the time you come around the corner and down at the bottom, you're catching on, you're starting to go back up the hill. And then you have a, a kicker sprint hill, which, you know, I'm doing six, 800 watts every time up that. So did you know there's, I saw this good video about cornering that you may want to check <laughs> out. It might help right. you out. For next year. Yeah. No, no. Now I did, uh, Auburn and I, I look, I, I feel really comfortable cornering hard and, and doing all the things in Auburn. the same way. And it was just, um, it was just a different corner. And I would, the first time I took it, I took a wide and I almost blew out on the corner. Someone did fall down on the corner and they're like on their back with their, you know, like a bug with their back, their feet up in the air. And if you go wide on that corner, I've seen video. It, is there a guardrail or do you just kind of fall off that ledge? Oh, there's, there's no, no, there's a curb. And oh, it is there? Okay. There. So you're, you're, you're not going to go. And there's a guardrail. There's a, a edge. That's so less you, exciting. Right. But so what I ended up doing was I would end up taking the hard right where you're still kind of on a super hard right. And I'd kind of come over the crest of the, the corner of the hill. And that would be my best bet mm. every time. Anyway, you got to figure And that's the thing for me is like trying to figure those out. But yeah. I wasn't doing that great. And I swear to God, I thought Chris Coble lapped the field. I even put it in our video. People are coming back and saying, no, he didn't. But which is maybe a little less demoralizing because with like eight to go, all of a sudden he's there. And I'm like, what the hell? I, I'm hurting in here. And you just lapped this. Hmm. So I know you did a look at his Strava and said that he was uh, really putting some watts out when he took off. So I don't know, for like 10 minutes or something, 400 watts or something like that. Yeah, it looked it. impressive. I, okay. I assumed he would have lapped the field with that. But. Okay, so my apologies there. He ends up in the 35s. Uh, Chris Coble ends up getting uh, the field sprint regardless uh, over Dana Williams. And um, let's see if we can just pull the top three here. I, I got 10th in case anybody really cares. Think of Steve Reaney Steve from Reaney. Spokesman in yeah, third. Yeah, there you go. Uh, good group of people there, though. Um, really tough. And I'll just say I saw the 45s right before that, and they were all queuing up with uh, Thirsty Bear. was really active on the day. And then um, Nick Theobald, jumps off and he comes out just has a gap on everyone coming up the, so i think he must have attacked on the back and uh kind of s- snaked it all for the for the win there it was kind of impressive win actually nate uh, nick dennis hop for sjbc and sean smith the r for r make a wish um anyway good now you did the stuff. p12 as well uh, so you that, participated so let me just break this down and then we'll get back into real bike racing stuff so <laughs> go down there that weekend take my wife uh, the youngest son spend the night saturday night 
go do this race. Uh, wife and son decide they're going to go do a bike ride. So we take the key fob and the keys off. I take the key and put it in my back pocket. They have the key fob because I got to get back and forth. So I do this race. I, I see them after. Um, they're going to go meet some friends and do something else. So I decided to go do another race. So I go back and register for that. And then I go and meet my wife. She pins my number on. I give her my phone. Pretty sure I gave her my key. I don't think I did give her the key. No. But it's not in my back pocket. I do the I do the P12 <clears throat> race and um, immediately before the I'm like I don't think I gave her the key and I can't find the key and I'm stressed about it. So I go to the start line. It starts off super fast and feeling okay one or two laps. Point is I get dropped pretty quick. <laughs> I get pulled. I did like 20 minutes of racing and um, good race though. I I did take some some footage of the finish there with Skinner and Borst, Borstelman kept getting it. Well, it was. Uh, Borstelman got in a break, of course, and he, then he got in another break, and then it comes back, and then he gets another break, and he just keeps going. And Chris Colbo is actually out there getting in those breaks with him. And then Skinner and this Andrew Levitt get up the road. Borstelman uh, gets up to him with like two to go, and I'm thinking, you know, Borstelman's going to, and they drop the Andrew Levitt guy. Uh, but coming to the finish, Borstelman has the lead, and then Skinner in his snake sprint uh-huh. just outdoes him. A very uh, impressive. So Robert Skinner with the win. And yeah. by the way, lost the car key. Um, had to get it towed. We paid someone to drive our keys, extra set of keys down that night and got home about midnight. So makes for a good weekend, yeah, I guess, sucked. right? Man, it um, really sucked. The only good news is that Cole didn't lap us. There you go. I, I saw that, um, in some pictures, it looked like Justin Thompson got into a break and then yeah. oh, um, shortly thereafter he was covered in blood. Right. So that's a really good point. So he was in the break with Borstelman and that thing looked very dangerous. Yeah. Uh, good group uh, out there and they were just plowing away. Uh, then I, you're right. I, I didn't see him. I saw Matt Michael kind of chasing the group down. I was like, what's going on? And then, um, and Matt Michael got in, a, in the break, uh, next one. But then I saw after the race, Thompson's, you know, bandaged up. So I don't know what happened. Hmm. Okay. I don't know if it crashed out of the break or That'd what. Tough to do if there's two guys, but no, 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 no. It was about six, eight guys. Oh, the was break. there? Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. It was, okay. it was a good break and it was a little, it was a little scary. Hmm. Um, team cliff bar was out there. <clears throat> Cool. That's kind of like a local race for them, right. isn't yeah, it? Right. Yeah, had um, quite a few of them actually. <laughs> and Owen Chillout was out there. Uh, nowhere on the on the results though. And oh. I one of the guys lasted just as long <laughs> just as long as I did. So we got pulled together. Anyway, I see Josh did pretty well. Carling sixth place. <clears throat> right. Josh was out there. Um, he had Isaiah. Um, I think the white brothers were out there. One of them did pretty good in our race and 35s and, um, but he, you know, he just does his thing. So, so Skinner and Borstelman, they come together. Skinner wins that sprint. Levitt's kind of hung out between them in the field. Right, right, right. And then uh, Linder, Linder wins, wins the field, the field sprint. sprint yeah. Okay. <clears throat> and I, and I took some video of that. So maybe I'll post that up as well cool. with this just kind of as we're, uh, you're watching this online. Okay. Well, that that's, I don't know how much further back you want to go on any of the races. That's plenty. Okay. There's been a lot going on and maybe, you know, I'll be out there at Chico, uh, trying to get some interviews with people. We'll talk to him about the racing that they've done this year. I think, um, John Novikov for the 35s is still holding on to the bar. Last I heard that and is the correct. bat is still data driven. So I think we're still getting some help. You should interview John and Tyler about their thoughts on that. Tyler Yonke. Yeah. That's me. Oh, okay. So you just want me to <laughs> just fill you know, some air time. <laughs> uh, I, I, I've known to talk to myself. I, I will. I will talk to John actually <clears throat> out there. I have a few people I've, I've scheduled to interview, and so you know, it, look, you go to do a race, and especially this stupid race. I'm, when I say stupid, I'm saying the way I race it, and it's uh, it's tough to do. You know, we did that last year. It's tiring. So right. And okay, let's talk about Chico. Chico, 
the 20th annual. Actually, I don't know what year it is. Do you know? Have any idea of what how long? What is the 10th, isn't it? <clears throat> okay, could be. I don't know. I, I feel like there we was have a press release. We have that. a press release from uh, A-Main that they sent over. Uh, do you want to give some highlights? It's a little bit lengthy, lengthy. So do you want to just read some highlights from that? Yeah, now in its 10th consecutive year. Okay, consecutive. There yes, you go. The Chico Stage Race is the premier multi-day bicycle race in Northern California. So in the past, I think it's been sponsored by Sierra Nevada. Right. Uh, this year, a main cycling has stepped up and they're taking on the lead sponsorship role for the event. Okay. Um, I, that's all I'm going to read from that. Okay. I think that might be available online. Yeah. And you know, it's, uh, look, I'm glad the main came in, um, trying to do what they can here. This is an amazing event. You know, I was talking to one of the guys at this, at the Santa Cruz race. There were some older cyclists, old, old time guys there. And I was just hanging around at the finish for the P12. We just started talking about cycling and they're like, Hey, you know, what's the, what's the deal? And it's an age old question that we have now. What's, what's the deal with, you know, cycling health in the U S how come it's, you know, one of the guys like I used to come to this race in the eighties and it was booming. Yeah. I mean, you know, is, is, uh, you think San Dimas has anything to do with Chico this year? Cause I mean, registration, you said there's nine registered for the 35s. Currently there's nine registered for the 35 plus field. I don't know if that has anything to do with San Dimas or not. If you look at the San Dimas, um, registration page. They, I think they have like 450 people registered. Chico has close to 400 and the names don't look like teams that would necessarily be up here if they weren't down there. Right. Um, so maybe on the P one side, maybe a couple of the cat twos, but I think it's just, um, you know, fewer people are coming out to it, whether it's, uh, because it's a multi-day commitment. I'm not sure. Uh, well, it also makes me wonder when you get the big draw in the p12 field or the p1 field if that brings over some of the other ones just to go race i remember horner a few years ago oh horner's gonna race right so everyone's you know signing up to go do it and it was pretty good sized fields those years um if that, that was could, any draw, even even the lower categories that could be because i know khs i think they raced it last year right um they're doing san Dimas this year so that might be a team that may like you said bring some of those additional teams with them just to be able to race each other i think semper poro is kind of doing a split field they've got some guys up here some guys down there so, so any idea which one lockwood's doing lockwood's doing <laughs> san dimas no, so he doesn't want to defend not defending his his championship so. oh well a little more climbing i guess down there yeah i don't know if that obviously chico favors him if he won right, right. well he just did win redlands that's true so he can do well in either he, he you yes we all know that <laughs> Okay, so it starts off on the 29th. Friday. Uh, Friday, right. With uh, It's a stage race, folks. So we're going to break down this a little bit. We know we did this last year. We just kind of went through it in, c- in case you've never done it. This is maybe a good idea for you to. And there's tons of videos out there of you know showing the race courses. We were wrong on the circuit course last year. But you know what? We were right enough. We knew where it was at. We knew that it was at a race course. <laughs> right. And enough. that's winning in itself. <clears throat> right. So the first one is the stage one, the pro one. I mean, the, yeah, well, not everyone's there that day. No. Uh, the Thunder Hero Circuit Race. Uh, point. Uh, it's a two-mile multi-turn closed circuit auto racing track with elevation changes. Beautiful pavement located at the Thunder Hill Raceway Park. Okay, so just so we break this one down, that one had more climbing last year than I think the, the year before. So the one we did last year, is it going to be the same course this year? I believe so. The map looks like it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, more climbing, there's what? <clears throat> a lot of the climbing is is rollers at speed. There's kind of the one little... I would be hard pressed to really call it a climb. So you leave the start finish and you kind of go up and there's a big sweeping right to left turn. That's really the only climb I can think of out there. 
Well, that is the only one. Yeah, everything else is just kind of a couple pedal turns in the big ring to get over with speed. I guess so. And, and I think the finish actually is a little bit more of a drag uphill than That's the one true. before. It was more of a down. Um, I don't know. I thought the, the climbing last year was more difficult than bef- the year before. But it I could didn't just do be the my, other one. My um, loft, as they say, lack of effing talent. Could be. Right, right. Yeah, I didn't do the other circuit race in the past, so I don't have a real appreciation for the difference we'll, we'll give you a breakdown you have a start finish there it's wide open track um like you said it kind of starts off you kind of gradual uphill a uh, little bend to the left and then it's a sweeper to the right and then it sweeps top to the left and then big downhill so you've got this big thing and then and then it just is a, a down 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 then a left hand turn and that's one at the bottom there it gets really tricky uh, because cars take a, a track, a, the race cornering just a little bit different than we do on the bike. So you see all these tracks from the cars and people want to continue those, but they're different from the bikes. Right. And I mean, even the last lap there, uh, John Novikov's on my wheel and he goes flying out in the dirt, <laughs> holds it up, gets back in. And uh, so anyway, and then it circles around, has some twists and turns and then comes <clears> back <throat> to the finish. Um, fast race, though, wide open. Um I know there's some breaks that got away there last year in the P12, actually the P12, yep. the P1 and the 2 as well. Because I know yep. Tyler Pierce, vegan cyclist, stayed away in a break. Um, Justin Tom, uh, Justin Williams was in the break, I believe, for right. the P1 race and smoked that quite easily with no teammates. Okay, so let's do some here. The P1s, they go at, let's maybe start in the morning here. Starts off in the morning, Masters 55 at 910. Um, you got the 45 123s at 1020. The 35 123s at 11:30, the women pro one at 3:20, cat threes at 8 a.m. So I guess these aren't quite in order. Uh, cat twos at 12:40, and the pro one at the finishing the day at 1:50. And I know for us it was a cool day out there. Actually, the finishing day was a women p one. Uh, it was a cool day out there, and by the time the pros were going, there was a little bit of smattering of rain. It came on and off, but it. Um, Cloudy and could be kind of chilly too. It was so. deceptive last year because it was right. really sunny, but it was very cold. Right, right. So they do <clears throat> the pro ones. Do it says eighty miles. Is that minutes. correct? Eighty minutes. Jesus, that sounds much better. It just says an eighty. So we'll just do on. Uh, see the next day, um, Pascenta just says ninety. Is that ninety minutes? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So good luck to all those. Um, any? Have you heard at all in the press release or anything? If uh, Frankie Andre was coming up for announcing again. I have not. Um, we could probably take a look. Uh, but, yeah, I, I enjoyed that circuit race last year. It was fun. It's. Um, I think they also do a – I'm not seeing it on here, but I thought they had like a, a sampler event, but maybe they're not doing that this year. <clears throat> right. I see some NAs here, which was part of the sampler thing um, for different categories, the 45, 3-4s. But, yeah, I, think, I don't think you're – I think you're right. I don't see that. So – Bummer, but you know this is what happens if you're not feeling at all the fields. Uh, you were talking, you had messaged uh, Jeff Gallon, the promoter, about a combination of 35s and 45s. What's what'd you find out on that? Well, I just heard rumors from various people throughout the week that um, based on the low registration headcount for the 35s race, um, 35 one two three, uh, that there was a discussion about just merging it in with the 45 one two three. To have a bigger field, I think that would put us close to 50 people in total. Um, so I just reach out to say, you know, is, is, is this going to happen? And it sounds like it's not. So the, the fields will be run as uh, shown on the um, on the race guide. 
right, which which would have been a little bit difficult too, considering that they would now announce that it's happening and the the, the race guides already out, the times are out, right? And then you're gonna have to combine. I guess what they would do is they would just say, hey, the 45s are not actually going. Um, till eleven thirty, and just race it at that point. Right, but um, that's that would also change things up with like the crit schedule. And if right. you're, it, it's easy, I think, to to drag your feet a little mm-hmm. bit on a closed circuit race like that. But if you just have to hang around downtown Chico for an extra hour, I, I imagine that wouldn't be as well received. Right, they would have needed to do that on the to begin with. So they're they're not combining. And the thirty five, as you said, only had nine registered. That is correct. Which is just it pays six deep. So. Odds are in your favor of getting, uh, getting <laughs> not, a few bucks. Not in my favor. Uh, <laughs> and I'm in that race. I'm hoping for a top 10. Ooh, fingers and, crossed. I know. All I have to do is finish, and this is not looking good. <clears throat> Pardon me. See, uh, portents of things to come. Um, Saturday, the the Pesquenta Road Race. So that one, once again, we're starting that in uh, Pesquenta, I believe. Let's yes, that is correct. Okay, so same as it's been uh, for quite a few years. It had changed a few years ago. Uh, 90 miles for most people, the cat four fives do 45. They do one loop because it's about a 45 mile loop. The masters three, 35, three fours do one loop. The 45, three fours do one loop. Everyone else is two and at 90 minutes, right? Miles. I know a girl can hope. Okay. So you start out there in Pascenta, um, just after the gravel, we're doing a clockwise, clockwise, clockwise. yeah, head, head. Start uh, heading towards Chico, yes. make your way around, and then you hit that gravel section, which we've talked about before. <clears throat> like I said last year, I think sometimes the road before the gravel is worse than the gravel. Now, if I'm in a group of nine, I'm not going to stress about it too much because, right. well, it's easier to follow wheels. Uh, or you don't really follow wheels. You just, everyone kind of spreads around the road and tries to hope for the best. Right. Yeah. I, I think with nine people, you're not going to have to worry about who you're following either it's just going to be a matter of god i hope so and so it doesn't hammer it in the gravel and drop us all right because well then that person doesn't want to necessarily go solo yeah, maybe so they do maybe there's the hey we'll get <laughs> drop everybody but tyler <laughs> <laughs> drop everyone uh, except don't drop everyone except for tyler right and uh yeesh the good thing is, is if you do get dropped not. on the second lap it's it's all downhill to the finish that that is perfectly fine that's to me always the stress of like hey i want to get through this gravel the first time and maybe do what Jay Newton did. I think was it last year? Uh, where it was he, last year. He goes off the front, and then you you know you roll in, you just get caught by the group as you come by. Although I don't know if he, he got had caught. a flat. Oh well, he was on the road waving his tire. Oh, so I, I remember Sayers went down there last year too. Had a little spill <clears throat> on that. Okay, road race that should be very interesting. Uh, hopefully, do you need any idea about the weather? Uh, weather looks pretty good. I know that um, on Facebook the. The stage race page has been posting it. It looks like it's probably relatively clear, mid sixties. All right, so it, good it weather. sucks right now. Here it sucks definitely. It's supposed to clear up. Um, although it's supposed to rain today, so I'm not going to do any outside uh, riding. I, I I need to get out on the bike. It's been since Santa Cruz. So. Perfect. You're going to come in fresh. What's a feed zone? What's feed zone like? Because it bounces around between those rollers halfway around the course and. Usually, End of the gravel. Yeah, there was. There's usually two. There's a rollers around on the backside of the course, and then they have one right after the gravel. Uh, you have like <clears> you, you get on, you connect to the pavement, and you have a, actually a little climb there. And on that climb is where they've had feed zone right near the top. There's like a little park or something. Okay. And and that's that's been the place before. Sunday, uh, last day, two stages. You've got the time trial. Most of them. Uh, the P1s, the Masters 35s, typically they're, they're, it's in the morning, uh, the, the time trial first. Then you have the crit in the afternoon. 
So the pros obviously finish the day off with the afternoon, 320, cat twos at 220, uh, 35s, 130, uh, 430, the women actually, they're the last uh, race of the day. Um, any, any, you know, last year we had quite a few good women's pro teams there. Uh, any view, uh, any of them coming this year? The Point S? I saw Tell that um, show airs coming out. Okay. And they were there last year too. With yeah. So they've got um, Chloe Digert's coming out. Um, Melanie Wong's racing and there are a couple others in there supporting as well. She was at the, uh, Melanie was at the women's um, Santa Cruz last week. Did pretty well. Uh, and then, and then the time trial. So the, the crit is great. It's what, a six corner crit really fast. Usually narrow it down on the start finish. That last corner, as we said, Justin Williams last year, won that. Um, said he just closed his eyes and dove the corner and came out um, pretty pretty sick crit a uh, lot of speed that you could carry on that course uh, which I like um, the time trial itself is around 10 miles it's a big horseshoe you yeah. just starts out kind of um, into the wind then cross wind and then tailwind or some version of that sounds about right and um, it's not been made into a Mercs only so it is not. No. Okay. Yeah, I know the um, the crit's short. It's what, a, a half-ish mile loop? Or not Something loop, like a half-ish mile course. <laughs> so e- the sprint out of the last corner is short. It's like 150 meters. The straight leading into the final sprint is short. It's like 200 meters. So it's not going to be one where it's like, oh, come out of the last corner in, in okay position. You've really got to be dialed in and coming out of that last corner top three if you want a shot yeah. at a, a win. <clears throat> yeah, if you're going to win that, you unless you don't have a sprint – you've got to be top three uh, easily and because you you may come back. You know, what I've encountered there is I've come through there and if you have a corner just right, you can pass one guy, maybe two if he really blew up or something, uh, but not much more than that. And right. so you can hold it from the front corner. Um, either way. So weather, uh, Friday looks like sunny, mid-60s. Okay. Saturday, sunny with a little bit of clouds, 70 degrees. Sunday, about the same. Light breezes. So Great racing weather. All right. Well, have to. Uh, so if you're going, are you taking your TT bike? I don't know yet. You don't know? No. It depends on how well uh, the road race goes and if there's need to. Do you think I should take mine for to hold that ninth place? Who's, <laughs> who's, who are you battling for 10th? I haven't looked at the uh, the who's registered yet. Okay. 10th? There, there was no one. I thought you said there was only nine Oh, registered. then you're good to go. You I'm, don't need to worry I'm about it. I'm battling the officials <laughs> to not be cut. The moto ref right. chasing you down. Right. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it depends on who shows up. I, I probably will not bring one. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking not. I was actually... So my bike's my new bike's built up. Oh. I did not take it this weekend because um, I'm like, hey, I built it. I don't... This, <laughs> I want to ride it a little bit more. I don't want to just like take it, go out to Santa Cruz and like, you know try to turn le- uh, right and I keep going straight because the headset <laughs> just came off part or something. So it's a trust thing. It's, it's only a trust thing. I've okay. been, you know, riding it kind of hard at home, but, yeah. um, you know, it's so are you going to bring that up to, to Chico for its racing debut? Well, it's not going to debut. It's not going to go out on the, uh, Pascenta. So if anything, oh. it would be for the circuit race. Why not a Pascenta? Oh yeah. yeah. Let's just destroy it right away. Oh, it's just some gravel. Right. It's fine. It's <clears throat> we'll fine. wait, we'll wait a little bit. So I'm, I'm not actually sure. And you know, <clears throat> Another side problem is the 11 cassette that I have to put on there. I'm worried that I can't get the 10 off of the hub because you know how they, they gouge in. Yeah. And those are the race wheels. So I just, oh, may, yeah, yeah. I just may say screw it. You just use a hammer and I, yeah, smash exactly. it off. 
All right, so that's what we've got for, let's look at the prizes here. Total purse for the men's pro one, $2,500, eight places deep. Cat twos, $1,000, six places deep. Uh, the women's pro one, $2,500, eight places deep, so they get equal pay. That's good to see. Um, then everything else is around 500, 250, so six places deep on everything else. Um, hey, fantastic. It's uh, pretty exciting. Yeah, I'm taking a look right now. Uh, I looked at this earlier today, but I thought I'd take a, a refresh here and see who's registered um, on the Pro 1 side, see if there's any any big teams coming up to. So we've got 50 registered in the Pro 1 field. Uh, looks like A-Main's got a team of five coming out. Cycle Sports got a couple. Dolce Vita has a couple. Uh, a lot of ones and twos. One, two, three, four. Four coming up from Semper Poro. Uh, SP2 Life has three or four folks racing. Uh, Teams Bob's Bicycles, they're out of, I want to say Idaho. They've come out to this race quite a few times, so good to see them back. Uh, Team California has a few racers. Cliff Bar is also in with a few racers. Illuminate's got two. Uh, Mike's Bike's coming in with a big field. Looks like they've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight racers. Uh, Taroon's got a couple. And then... um, this rider from Trek Red Truck, he was actually at Santa Cruz. Looked like he did relatively well, top 10 spot. And then um, a rider from the new Wildlife Generation Pro Cycling team is is registered. So That's the team. They, they <clears throat> talked about that. Or they were the ones that sponsored the live feed, I think, at Redlands. Yes. And I think it came from another pro team like Jelly, Jelly Belly. Belly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's it's totally different riders, but it's the same racing kind of license. So it's it's a whole new team, whole new riders, because a lot of the Jelly Belly guys kind of disbanded and went every which right, way. Right. Um, but looks like there's you know not a huge field. Fifty people is decent, but it's not the hundred it used to be. But again, they've there's some some good teams here, good competition. So um, t- what? Oh, sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. And then I was I was going to totally change the topic. Are you, oh. are you done with uh, Chico? Or you want to say some more about it? I thought you wanted to know who's racing. Okay, keep going then. Okay, I will. Give me a second to sort here. Uh, on the women's side, we've got 30 registered in the Pro One field. Okay, it's not so bad. Uh, a couple teams I'm not familiar with. So there's an InstaFund La Prima. They've got four or five racers coming out. JL Velo has a few. You've heard of them. I've heard of them. They're local. Point S Racing does have a couple racers. Uh, Pickle Juice Pro Cycling has got a couple. Snap. That's a name. Uh, she Spoke Racing has a couple. Show Air 20's got four. So the, the other two supporting uh, or racing with Chloe and Melanie are Jennifer Lubke and Georgia Simmerling. Squadra's got a couple, and Mike's Bikes has a single racer. So um, good fields. Should be relatively strong racing. All right. 35-plus still has nine racers. Okay. The people, uh, come on. Come on out. Especially those of you that have um, complained about the horrible red kite, and now that it's gone away, you're celebrating. So now's your chance to... Let me ask you. Let me just call. You might on. be hungover at this point. Right, is that, who's all registered for the thirty fives there? Do you want me to list? Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to take a long time. There's nine of them. <laughs> so we've got um, John Novikoff from Data Driven Athlete. I've heard of him. Tyler from Data Driven Athlete. Sean Eslinger. He's from uh, Oregon, making the trip down. Eris Sof- Sophocles, also from Oregon, Evolution Racing. Kimmy Bazit from Folsom Bike. Eric Nelson. Never heard of him. Uh, Sierra Nevada. Wow, I didn't know he was. Oh, cool. Yeah. Ken Gallardo from Thirsty Bear, Zach Morvant from Thirsty Bear, and Claudio from Thirsty Bear. 
Interesting. Those are three tough thirsty bears to have to deal with. Yeah. I, Yikes. That'd be tough. And Eric's no slouch himself. No, he's not. See, there's gravel involved, so he's excited. I think he's just going to do loops on the gravel for right. 90 miles worth. Right. Which might still be detrimental. All right. But, well, anyway, uh, we'll report from up there. So keep us in mind and check us out on the podcast. We'll try to throw some things together um, for the weekend. Good luck to everybody. <laughs> that's, that's all. You more you want to talk about, Chico? No. I'm still scrolling. I'm, I'm just curious. I'm looking to see who's here in the uh, in the 55 plus one, two, three. Gotcha. You know, I want to say this real quick. So uh-huh. just looking back, we had Land Park. Um, we had Bariani. Um, John Novikov wins the 35s uh, at Land Park. Yes. So we're looking good for the Omnium. Goes into the Bariani Road Race. And there's some official snafu stuff. I, I've had some uh, run-ins with the officials. Not me personally. Well, me personally on a few things. Three different issues this year that have been, look, we're masters. We shouldn't take this thing so seriously. But so many of these guys take these things seriously. And then I see some crap officials and some writers can like do something about it. The ones that take themselves so seriously, they're like embroiled in this situation. And they don't seem to do anything. So I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm trying to complain without complaining I think specifically about okay people. John's thing was they said he was over the center line. We can look at the um, the pictures. There's guys that didn't get DQ'd that were further over the center line than him at the time. And his, there's really no center line in that road. No. And, so, and I'm like, and I'm like, yeah, actually, he's fine. It's just stupid. And I don't think that ever got corrected. But that affects, you know, our bar bat stuff for a little while. Right. Um, there were some weird issues at uh, Folsom Crit with with the officials that, that made uh, ridiculous rulings and I'm just baffled by. Once again at Winchester, where uh, I'm not Winchester, but Auburn Crit, yeah. uh, and I'm just confused by, and I'm also disappointed in some of the racers that took advantage of these things that the officials are allowing to do. That's that's my call out, and I'm not saying anything more than that. What, is that too much? Should I cut this? No, edit? I think you've created a new segment. What's Tyler mad at? <laughs> Tyler is only <laughs> mad at... Um, because I don't really care, um, to be honest with you. I just want the officials to adjudicate correctly and, and justly. And then I want the riders to kind of step in and, and call it like golf. Hey, I, you know, calls when you do something wrong or you shouldn't get um, like, for instance, if I'm if I'm in a crit and I don't get a flat or I get a mechanical, am I going to be taking a lap out? Depends. What, F no. What, what if you drop your chain? Like I said, on that course on Auburn, is yeah. that specifically one? Just in let's, general. Let's say that one. No, I'm okay. gonna take a lap out. It's, that's my I, matter of fact. I did drop my chain multiple times. <laughs> what did I do? I put it back on and kept going because that course is like it is. Okay. Anyway, um, no, I, I agree. I think consistency is is good, and it, it's definitely uh, on the racer's shoulders to to race with integrity and and not take advantage of an official that's letting things slide. Right, and then the officials just suck. But that's my other point of view uh what do you have to make of this uh this red kite thing and i'm i'm saying this before i'm getting a chance to actually reach out to camacho and steve rosefield yeah uh, because i want to get their input on that but we can maybe (laughs) say some some we can speculate well there's been there's been look what do you know and and what's what what do you have I don't really know anything per se because everything i've heard is is we do know a few things the ncnca has put out a statement that they they aren't <clears throat> sanctioning Steve's races. Right. The USAC isn't either. That much we know. The reason is a lot of he said, he said, and I don't think the parties have come together and 
made an agreeable announcement. I think one party saying you did this, another party saying stuff you, I do what I want. And it's, it's at this point, it's, it's a lot of hearsay and I don't really have a clear picture of what happened. And will we ever get a clear picture of what happened? I don't know. Um, one of the challenges is that, you know, the red kite events were supposedly moving away from NCNCA partnering up with OBRA and NABRA. And I know that they just had a time trial this past weekend, but I don't know if the sanctioning was in place in time or not. Uh, I mean, the time trial took place. I don't know if it was sanctioned under any overseeing body or not. And I don't know what the status is on future sanctioning. I know that there was supposed to be an announcement last week from red kite racing, but I never actually saw the announcement and the kind of announcement of the announcement faded away from the website. So I, I think things are still kind of working through, through the gears at this point. So some of it seems to be they pulled their, they being NCNCA and USAC either pulled their, uh, they're not going to allow, they're not going to permit uh, red kite races anymore. Right. And it sounds like the word from NCNCA is, is over NCNCA fees not being paid for right. red kite. Right. And that's, that. I think what's what they were. I stated. think that's what's been Steve hinted has at, yeah. said that's not the case or that they weren't owed. And there was a whole thing with their budget that Camacho had put up and Steve went through and picked out things that were bogus, according to him, mm-hmm. point by point. I don't know. It's, it seems a little, um, and there was, Maybe I shouldn't keep speculating in rumors, <laughs> but um, I would like to get to the bottom, at least from both of their perspectives, and sure. ask them some pointed questions to both sides. Yeah, um, I think one of the things that's that's you know interesting though is if you can go on the NCNCA page and look at the calendar, they're still racing every single weekend from now until mid October, with the exception of one or two here and there. So everybody always said, oh, red kites killing the sport and they make too many races. And then, okay, we take them off the calendar. There's still races every single weekend. Right, so right. there's, there's a lot of races and there will be a lot of races with or without red kite. Right. And I don't know if this, some of this, you know, speculation rumor mill going here that, um, districts were granted to Folsom and Steve has had them for the last several years out there in Pleasanton, uh, and, that was that night that it was announced, or right around there, is when he went, <laughs> went off on Facebook <laughs> on uh, the the budget stuff. So right. I don't know if there's just multiple clashes all coming to a head. Um, I'm not a fan of seeing cycling eat its own, which right. has been a lot of this. But um, there's a lot of anger out there too. There is, and it, it's difficult because it's my understanding is that with a couple mm-hmm. of the positions on the board, it's generally by volunteer folks, and yeah, yeah. and people want the sport to grow in a certain direction. Uh, you, you run into challenges when people see different end visions for their, for the local racing. And we're apparently seeing that kind of publicly happen here. Right. So I know well, it'll be interesting. You know, there's, I, there's so many little things I want to bring up that we've heard or speculated on. And I, I guess I should just refrain <laughs> from that until, cause it just seems, uh, unseemly to to just start bashing someone without without knowing all the facts right and you can go on facebook and see a multitude of just i heard this i heard that somebody did this and it's like i think it'd be beneficial for for the ncnca board and steve to to have an opportunity to present kind of a an agreed upon message this is what happened this is why we're doing it if they can't come to that well we'll figure it out after that right okay so before we head out too much here um, anything coming up on the calendar that, uh, I mean, I'm just looking at for the next month, Turlock, Lodi, 
uh, Sea Otter, Copperopolis, uh, Ward's Ferry. Golden State? Golden State then is the 1st of May, or okay. May 4th and 5th. So I may not race too much until then, looks like. Just just throwing that out there. Maybe I'll get healthy. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I think I look forward to Golden State. It's a fun event. Right, local. For me, it's local. It's easy. Um, yeah. How about World Tour? Anything catch your fancy lately? There's been so much going on. Philippe finally gets... Uh, finally. Finally. He, Poor guy never wins. Right. He <laughs> he got uh, the monument there at San, uh, Milan San Remo. Um, did I, you enjoy that race? I did. Did you enjoy all... 283 kilometers. I, I maybe caught on once they started getting to the climbs of significance, but it was it was a cool race. It was really cool to see um, Van Aert be there at the end. Right. Uh, I mean, that's that's a big distance for him, and he was not just kind of sitting in with the lead group. Took he a, was a little uh, shot there, like yeah. at the one when one k or so to go. Right. So it's it was good to see him there. It was a bummer to see John Degenkolb have a, a crazy mechanical going over the top of the Poggio. Again, at this point, it's like not to rant too much, but like. This is this is kind of the biggest race for him of the year, and they're experimenting with one by. Is that what they're doing? Yeah, and so it's like he's dropping his chain, running a one by twelve. And you should like, ask Larry Warbass how that went right. last year. Yeah, I, I think they tried that last year. He and another teammate, I think uh, Jasper Stoyven, had the, the issue. Is the point of the one by to not be dropping a, a front chain ring? I think so. And yeah. So what did he do? He dropped the front chain. Right. So it was, it was a bummer to see I mean, him not, not like be it's there. It's his fault, but right. I, if he had been able to make it over with the group. I, I don't know if he would have been able to to win, but he would have been probably the best sprinter of that group coming to the line. Well, but Michael Matthews was like right there, wasn't he? Just he was right there, almost connected. Uh, I saw that he won Catalonia yesterday. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah yesterday, because Yates won today. Uh, spoiler. Oh boy. Um, but yeah, it, it was a bummer to see. Um, it seems like Sagan can never figure that race out. Right. But what are you gonna do? It was interesting seeing kind of the the variability of talent and racing styles of the group that came to the line. I mean, you had Philippe, you had Sagan, you had Valverde, you had Dumoulin. So it's like, you've got the best climbers, good sprinters, time trial guys. You've kind of got everything there. Right. So. It, yeah. Crazy. Was Kwiatkowski in there? He was. He got third. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. I was actually hoping for anybody but Philippe. And then I was hoping. <laughs> and then I was hoping for. Uh, I don't know. I kind of wanted it to come together for the sprints. I, I enjoy that a sprint on that, yeah. that section there. But um, oh well. Who won the uh, the the field sprint? Do you know? Um, Christoph. I don't know. Was it Christoph or no, was it Gaviria? Maybe I don't know. I actually don't remember. Um, at that point, there at that point, who cared? Right, it's fifteenth place or something. Yeah. So yeah. And and I don't know. Was there much of a field to even sprint with? So sure. Of course. Okay, so that's what we have. Uh, any winners, losers, things that make you go, hmm, last comments before we head off to Chico? I got nothing. Nothing. All right, well, everyone out there, hope you enjoy riding your bike. Chris, I hope you enjoy your riding your bike. Uh, Kurt has not been, uh, has he been riding his bike? We haven't really I think he bought, he's replacing bikes in his garage with table saws at this point. He's not he's not making his bike smaller with table saws is he he might be experimenting save some weight here shave a piece shave all a i piece. know is the molar report came out and i haven't heard from kurt <laughs> so i correlation causation you i don't know he might be I'm on saying. he might be on page 1000 of the report right now he's, he's it's going not through been it. released chris he has that he's got table saws he can get whatever he wants <laughs> he gets whatever he, <laughs> he had some weird story it, didn't he meet some guy in a back alley to get that last saw I, uh, there was some like he's yes. like sending us his pinging us his, his location to make sure that we he's uh, calls for life or something have so. we heard from him since then i don't know maybe it's not him 
We're irresponsible friends. Yeah. All right, well, everyone, uh, good luck up at Chico. Uh, once again, you can still register today. Get out there and do it. Until midnight, I believe, right? Because, right? um, you know, there's still places you can, you probably still find places to stay up there as well. So, all right. Thanks again for tuning in to the Between Two Wheels podcast. We hope to give you more great content over the next few weeks and months. Um, once again, thanks, Chris, for joining up. Yep. Tyler, thank you. You're welcome. He did really good. He, yeah, he's recovering from his health problems. Uh, find us, uh, subscribe to it, make a comment. It does help us with uh, the algorithms and, and getting us up on any kind of uh, you know, leaderboard stuff. Check us out on our YouTube channel, Between Two Wheels Podcast. And once again, thank you. 